1: It's the true faith Newcastle United podcast. Fulham have been beaten. 1-0 at St. James's Park in the funniest way possible. <laughs> I knew Mitrovic was a Newcastle fan, but I didn't know he loved <laughs> us that much. Fucking get in, Mitro. I've slated you for years, but I love you after that. <laughs> um, and then we we'll score we we'll score right at the end. Alexander Isak get in 1-0, third in the Premier League, five points clear of Spurs, who are getting battered by Arsenal as we'll record, what a week it has been to be a Newcastle United fan, if you ignore Chef by the way, which I'm going to, because it doesn't matter, Newcastle won the two big, the two most important games this week, Newcastle won, and deserved to win both, didn't concede a shot hardly in either, fucking getting i'm buzzing charlotte sy mark cowley with me today to record this the fulham review charlotte how are you feeling after that one my friend
2: i feel great and if we're looking at things on like a rolling seven-day basis we're not even talking about <laughs> sheffield wednesday anymore so uh, the past week has been <laughs> class um yeah I just feel really good feel like so comfortable in that position that third of in the premier league it's lovely to be here um, the game today was was good. I enjoyed being at Saint James's Park. It's obviously a Sunday at two p.m. It's sort of a weird time to have a game, but um, it was good. It was enjoyable. I love to laugh, so I had a good time today, laughing at <laughs> Alexander Mitrovic. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. I just feel excellent.
3: Yeah, yeah. It really, really uh, enjoyable afternoon. I think. Um there was a lot of similarities with the Leeds game in terms of how the game played out, but I didn't feel as frustrated as the game went on, and I didn't feel as um, like the frustration was in Saint James's Park quite as badly as it was against Leeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like everyone kind of believed that the the game was going to go away eventually, and it did. Obviously, it was the tale of the two the two Alexanders in the end, but um, it was quite an enjoyable occasion. This was um, this was a, a good Fulham side that I think we're expecting to see a bit more of this time because the last time we got a free hit with the early red card this time I was like oh you know what fulham they've won every single game since uh since the world cup it wasn't going to be an easy one and it it wasn't fulham started quite well albeit we were the better team from start to finish it was just a case of again not taking chances um you know there's plenty of creation very very enjoyable watching us be the dominant team again at st james's park against a side that are sixth in the league you know so all in all a, a really good day out and i was so pleased to be back having missed tuesday with my stupid winter flu or whatever I want to call it and to be honest I still don't feel great but nothing like a like a win at St. James's Park to, to up your spirits mm-hmm. so yeah class
4: Yeah I just agree with everything you've said um, like I say it's last Saturday it's just a, a distant memory now what a week it's been um, I was lucky just to get a ticket just before the game I'm actually so happy I did now but incredible scenes at the end um, when we did go it just felt even though we fully deserved to to win that game in terms of chances created but I just felt it might have been a little bit how Leeds played out as you said Sai, and just thought getting last 10 minutes, you're waiting time, and you just thought, oh, it's going to be another nil-nil here, potentially. But then, obviously, the goal itself, um, i say grapping them, but, but we've we got it over the line, and just, yeah, um, a massive, massive win, really. Um, big three points, and how the kind of results have gone over the weekend as well. Liverpool losing again, I think it's 10 points now, clear of them. Bears getting beat again as we speak. Um, so we're opening the gap as well. So, yeah, just a, a really, really good day. Unbelievable day Charlotte
1: if you you know if you can't smash a team I'd rather you beat them hilariously yeah what (laughs) the fuck was that from Milovich
2: I think he like there's a few theories floating around online now there's theory that he was just can't get Dan Byrne dancing out of his head and (laughs) he he was trying to do a bit of like a one-two step or something like that um I don't know I don't know did we get in his head is he just a Newcastle fan (laughs) he hasn't been raining today it can't have been that slippy I don't know but uh, he, he tried to, to, to kick it twice. And that's not how penalties work. Even the Sky Sports presenter didn't seem to fully know that. It was like, might have to retake this. Nope. Nope. <laughs> He's had his go. And he <laughs> fucked it. So <laughs> don't get it, another uh, one.
1: It reeks of Johan Kabai for Palace in, what, 2016, when he, you know, ex Castle player comes and misses, takes a shit pen. And uh, at the time, a lot of Sunland fans thought it was a conspiracy, but it wasn't. Whistle we went down. But look <laughs> at what now. Um, Sorry, I mean, you know, it was a ma- it was a massive let off for castle. Let's not lie. It's just, it, I think we deserve that look. W- like, yeah. What's your view on it in terms of how it impacted the game?
3: Oh, 100%. I think um, you, you could say, I mean, me and Carly discussed in the first half, we thought Fulham looked probably maybe the better side for the first 10, 15 minutes. They, they had a bit of a go, albeit they didn't. I don't think Pope's made a save, but... You know, after that Newcastle with a with a better side. You know, we had the best chances of the first half. Wilson should have us ahead by half time, and I thought we came out in the second half pretty much the same. You know, we were the better side. We were we were finding gaps, we were finding chances, and then the 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 penalty incident came against the run of play, in my opinion, and it was it was all a bit wild. So it was it's just a mental five minutes of football, wasn't it? So the the. I didn't see the actual foul for which the penalty was given. We saw Dan Byrne pull down, was it Mitrovic? Yeah. Um, and we were like, oh, God, that's a pen. Yeah. And the ref waves it away. You think, oh, brilliant, no pen. And then the, the ball doesn't got out of play for a good two and a half minutes or something, doesn't it? So we've got a corner, Trippier sitting over it, and then obviously they surround the ref and and, and, and call for VAR. And the ref's just say, no, 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 no. And then eventually he gets a word and his ear. It's like, actually, yeah, you need to look at yeah, this. Fucking and we're like, for fuck's sake. But I think the the length of time it took... For them to be awarded the penalty probably plays into the, I'm going to call it nerves that led to Mitrovic's fuck up. So yeah, um, it, it, even after the penalty was given, it took ages for things to settle and for them to actually take the penalty. So all that probably plays into it. Maybe the groundsman's done some the pen spot as well. I don't know. Like, There's lots of <laughs> well, lots of possibilities, but it was just to well, a... go on, Carly.
4: No, I was just saying, sorry, to interrupt that out. Well, the players were obviously around that um, penalty box. It seemed to be aged to actually when it was given to when it was taken. Yeah. Um, Bit of tactical l- trampling of the spot l- as yeah, well. I it it look like from where we seem, I can't see it, but it looked like there's plenty of players around it. But um, like you say, just like Kabai, just like Andy Carroll missed an open goal. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> Metro, he's d- he done it take some effort and some skill to actually do that as well, <laughs> deliberately as well, but- he's And meant- score. <laughs> 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 well, Nick
1: Pope has gone the right way. So he's, yeah, so he's yeah, hitting he's it going. with his right. So we we'll probably- yeah, he's gonna save it anyway. Nick Pope's been done out of another famous moment in James yeah. Park, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the penalty itself, it, I've watched it back a couple of times now. The, the, there are some angles of it going around on Twitter where, you know, people are saying the lad seems to have stamped on on Trippier. Like it depends mm-hmm. what, and this is. this is, again, this is an issue with VAR live it didn't look a pen and we were pretty close yeah, to it yeah. you're just like it's a coming together they're both they both kind of i don't want to say foul each other but they come together and both make contact with each other it's only when you slow that down to the slowest possible way to watch it and it, therefore then it looks deliberate it looks like a penalty i didn't think it was a pen live i was much more worried about the incident three seconds earlier when dan Byrne seems to drag Mitrovic down from behind yeah. and it would have been a red card but i don't know i don't know it, you know i thought the ref was absolutely shocking day. i'm <laughs> sick of referees Terrible. Coming to St. James's Park, willing to slow the game down at every opportunity for the opposition. There was a point in the, mm. the first half, I think, where there was like an issue with the throw-in, and the referee went and spoke to three players, and it's like, this is what Fulham want. They yeah. want you to speak to people about how to take a fucking throw-in.
2: Well, even the penalty, we talked about that. Um, we talked about, at the time, the penalty being that they would just take it... Like, even we were taking ages to sort out the penalty, and it was like, where it was in the game was sort of i I can't remember it was something like 70 odd minutes or whatever coming up on 80 maybe and we were thinking we need this time we need this time to win i think it was 70 wasn't it because it was like it was it was about 20 15 20 minutes left and and it was like stop this like stop this ridiculous conversation with the referee like shut up for them um gifting them this time this time wasting it's just so frustrating but didn't matter in the end
1: it didn't matter in the end Newcastle got the win the atmosphere was absolutely bouncing twice in a week we've had at St James's Park where the 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 noise from the crowd has just been absolutely deafening. it it's been a great week you know it's been a great week Newcastle have hardly conceded a chance we'll talk more about that in a bit to to beat who have beaten Leicester <laughs> and to beat um for all these teams are just like much of a muchness to me because they're all shy and they all don't really give a game um it, it couldn't have gone better in it and i suppose it, it feels a bit like i feel like newcastle raised their game against better sides and big occasions they raised their game on tuesday they raised their game against man city at home arsenal at home last season spurs away and games like today when sixth place fulham like I si says who are the informed team in the premier league possibly with the exception of well no probably no one um i thought newcastle were just much 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 better than fulham and it's it, it's almost a different conversation a different podcast we should be winning if you look at the Leeds game and you even if, if you look at sheffield wednesday Leeds, um this game and leicester the amount of goals Newcastle should score across yeah. those games mm. that may be a problem maybe not a sign
3: i think what's most pleasing about it is that these these fixtures last season were like life or death relegation three pointers uh six pointers um is the phrase isn't it you know um it's it's I'm impressed that we're continuing to win these games when they're when they're just run of the mill league games. That's that's more of a challenge for for Eddie Howe and the team to get the lads up for. You cannot play every game like a relegation life or death. It wasn't going to be sustainable. So we we now just have to play better football and, and win the, the match over the course of ninety minutes against a side that are very good at at, at, at what they do. So it's getting it's it's pleasing that we're getting the results uh, and it is becoming harder. You know we we, we can't play fulham at home like we play a man city at home it's just not going to happen that's not you know teams don't do that but the fact that we're still getting this good performances and match winning performances and dominating performances is, is really really encouraging
1: encouraging it is we're going to break now for some adverts uh, if you don't want to listen to the adverts on true faith warren patron between three and eight pounds a month depending on how much extra of us you want to listen to would love you to come along got loads planned this week building up to crystal palace we'll have craig hope on this week We'll have an extra on this week, and we'll have lots more, including a preview of that Palace game, plus a lot of match day content around Crystal Palace away. Emil uh, Franchi will be there for True Faith. Back after these.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform
1: I want to start part two probably by continuing what you just talked about there. So if you look at the statistics for this game which I am going to right now they're kind of they're, they're, they're scarcely believable and I want to kind of reiterate that Fulham came today I don't think anyone thought it would be an easy game I don't think anyone was was calling for big wins in this fixture but Newcastle 63% possession of Fulham's 37 20 shots to Fulham's five five shots on target to Fulham's zero and, and 10 corners to to Fulham's five if I'll start with you. These aren't the kind of statistics. Yeah, you look at the score and you think 1-0, 89th minute. But once again, a, a supposedly good team has come to Newcastle. And I'll argue, not threatened. You know, I thought the penalty was a bit soft, was a bit of a joke. It, it shouldn't be this easy. Or do you think I'm, I'm being too kind to Newcastle?
4: No, I, I agree with you. Um, even look at the penalty it did was against the runner player, wasn't it? That's If you look at the second half, what other chances did they yeah, create? None. Absolutely nothing. Um in that second half, the only team that looked like to go on and win that game would be us. Um, and it was just a case of breaking down Fulham, who were quite organised again with Leeds. Um, they, were the, they were the same, but we still got chances. We still missed some good chances in them games. Um, if you look at Leicester on Tuesday, the amount of chances we have um, in that first half, and like I say, we it's we can't just always rely on kind of a bit of like Almiron scoring or Callum Wilson scoring. Other players have obviously. Gotten to contribute that I have seen, obviously, going on to Isaac today, and we'll speak a lot more about him later on. Um, but I say we will start, go, hopefully, start going more of the chances. But it just, like I say, looks does look comfortable. Teams are not threatening, like Pope's not <laughs> having like keeping us in games, he's not making saves. It's not like saying, Oh, if that went in, even it like left to that day when they only threatened when it was 2 0 up, and we would pretty much won the game by then. Um, but today, like I say. It, it was just the case of if that goal is going to come from us, really. So um, we're just, I suppose, in these types of games, it's to be more clinical. And like I say, it's it games where like this, we're going to just, it could be just one, one, two nil, really. Like I say, we're not going to hammer teams all the time. Um, obviously, we have done a lot. But um, but yeah, just, just being that clinical, to be honest. Totally
1: agree. Sorry if there's a player to make us more clinical, it would be the goal scorer. You were absolutely buzzing, weren't you, with his performance?
3: I thought he changed the game. Uh, he really did. Uh, that's not to say Willick was, is a bad player. Uh, I think Willick had a quiet game, to be fair to him. Um, you know, he had, he had a bit of an off day. Um, I, I like that Izak came on at the same time as Max Miggy was still on the pitch. Wilson was still on the pitch. That front four started to make things happen, and I thought Izak was central to pretty much everything we did in that last 20 minutes. Um, he's so quick he's so quick with his feet he's so reactive um his touch is really good he was linking up with maxi one minute then he was over on the other side of the pitch linking up with miggy he was trying to make things happen he came on hungry and he got the absolute reward he deserved and it was a obviously you know a one yard out open goal header but i thought he deserved it and he was um he'd, be, he'd come close in a couple of chances and what i really liked about him which is something that. That we saw on Tuesday in terms of um, a bit of intensity, a bit of uh, urgency, get, g- getting out Leicester and trying to score and trying to get into their box. We didn't do that much today against Fulham. I thought we were a bit more, um, a bit more patient in our build-up play, which is fine, you know. Fulham were, were, were there to be respected, but when Isaac came on, he wasn't. He wasn't taking his time. He was very, very urgent, very, very direct in, in running at them running towards their box running towards their goal and a couple of times he had a chance to, to lay it off and he got fouled he drew some really good fouls for for free kicks which which ultimately nearly nearly resulted in the goals uh, uh and then we did score obviously um but he, he scored it so yeah absolutely class and he, he sort of injected some life into that other front three who was starting to run out of ideas
1: yeah, and I really like the fact that hes he, he is just the complete striker, and I know we haven't seen loads of him, but he's comfortable picking the ball up from deep. He's comfortable beating mm. the man. He's comfortable running in behind. He's comfortable scoring with his head in the box. He's comfortable getting in the end of things. He's comfortable creating. Um, he's also really comfortable pissing off Alisson Maximian Sai. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um
3: so he picks up the ball in the run-up to the goal and he's got a perfect chance to slot in Maximan who to be fair to Maxi, he's played really well but he started to look quite tired and he had just taken a massive hit you know, he was was, was looking a little bit hurt but then he's waving his arms around like he wants the ball so he he looked a bit angry but uh, he he elects to play the ball out wide to, was it Trippier he passes to? Um, who then lays it back to Longstaff? Who uh, my my God, that Sean Longstaff, Alex, he's, he's such a <laughs> player. <laughs> Couldn't have put a better cross in. Class for, for was brilliant, cross, unbelievable. ball was. It was a yeah. great cross. But I, I actually thought the uh, the front four worked because Longstaff and Joe Linton dominated that midfield, even though there was just two of them. It yeah. was a really really pleasing display from them at that point. But yeah, um, the <laughs> Maxima not involved in the goal, waving his arms around in disgust at <laughs> not being passed to. But yeah, uh, class, a uh, great great little moment of uh, football.
1: Charlotte, you haven't said this yet on no. this podcast to our many listeners, but you actually, you know, you always had faith, didn't you?
2: I did. Um, I've been saying since this morning that I thought it would be 1 0, and I thought like would come on to score. And I didn't put any money on it <laughs> because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I wish I had. This is like the other week when I put money on Cher um, to get a yellow, and every other player got a yellow, <laughs> and Cher did not. I'm not very good at betting. It scares me. Um, No, I had faith. I think, you know, what we're seeing at the moment is um, little bits of Alexander Isak, which is how Eddie Howe seems to like um, sort of uh, getting players up to speed with this team. If you remember when we bought Bruno, we would only see him for 10, 15 minutes at a time. Uh, I know Isak's coming back from injury and that's why it's being done this way, but there's also an equilibrium in the team that doesn't need upsetting. We need to see how, how he works with with Callum Wilson I personally never thought we'd see him play up front with Callum Wilson I thought it would be one or the other um but Isaac is just able to sort of link up with him so nicely um he's able to sort of play a bit wider as well and 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 sort of capture the ball there so um yeah I had faith I had faith from the beginning but I'm I'm also you know, I had faith in it. it's kind, of, it's sort of arbitrary because I just had a feeling, and what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. But having seen him play today, and I think Sae you were saying this before we started recording as well. I'm really excited about the future with him. I think mm. he's an extremely exciting, talented young player, and um, yeah, I think I think we've got some uh, a lot more goals to see from him.
1: Interesting day for Callum Wilson, Carly. We just had a little talk off air about kind of players that influence the game, and Callum Wilson probably has the vast majority of Newcastle's chances, but. Do you think there's there's something there? People are saying maybe he's not as 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 sharp or as fit as he was before the World Cup, or do you just think, you know what, let's the fact that the Blokes had like four good chances today, quite a few of them created by himself, mm. means he actually had a good game. How do you rate his performance today?
4: Yeah, I think he grew in the game. I uh, didn't really see much some of them probably first half hour. Uh, we didn't really get the ball to him. Um, but I think the last couple of games I think you'd say he's not been as good as his high standards that he has produced in the bit or his his sharpness really been there yet. But but yeah, after that, his, his first chance, which he creating him by himself, great turn of the keeper. should save it. He did save it. Second one again, just before half time, is probably the best chance of the first half. Uh, again, it's all made by himself. He's the one who took the touch. He's the one who turned. Great turn. Then it was a bit of a, it, it a bit of a back pass. Keeper predicts where he's going to go, but it's not. It's greatest hits what he, he's he's done in the past really, but. Again, he's he's been part of the goal. He's, the second half, he, I thought he was really good at running at them. He'd bring them down a couple of times, um, obviously getting yellow caught, but obviously professional fouls, which they were doing. But I think second half, he was a lot lot better, really. And obviously, he was the one who created that goal. But um, I'm not worried in terms of any. I think we've done a pod I forgot, a couple of months before this before the World Cup, and he'd gone a couple of games out of score. And then I think it was, it was a Tottenham game, and he scored and played really well. So I'm not worried at all uh, about him in terms of that um, the sharpness. Again, will will come. He's obviously b- been off in terms of World Cup and not been playing a little bit there. So, um, I'm not. Like I said, Isaac's going to come in and see how he's going to. What's going to happen there and what's going to link up with, with him and that really. But, but let's like say second half it was a lot better and he, like see, he, he, he ruined in that game, didn't he?
2: I also think that Callum Wilson is an extremely competitive man, and having Isak back at full fitness scoring goals. Is gonna is gonna spear him on. I think it's a good thing to have that kind of. He hasn't really had proper competition.
4: Are you not saying Chris Wood's competition?
3: He <laughs> 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 so did some great running round. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so man. Touch Go on, Chris.
4: on Chris. <laughs> oh, for a goal kick. <laughs> <yeah. laughs>
2: um yeah that's the whole point <laughs> but no i agree i agree there. You, if you're going to be a striker who knows
4: your place is up for grabs here yeah, because then Isaac, like, where are you going to fit him really he right. want to be well this is the why
1: way. i asked howley because newcastle play a very very distinct formation interesting today that for the first time in a long time eddie howe goes 4-4-2 um with isaac and wilson and sean longstaff and joe linton in the middle and then Almiron and ASM out wide. Now, it's a little bit more fluid than that, particularly when we had the ball, more looked like a 4-2-4, but that is to accommodate both Isak and Wilson. Now, Wilson's place is under threat, not because of anything he's done, but because Isak is a £65 million striker who has played three games for Newcastle and scored, no, four games for Newcastle and scored three times, which is pretty, pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um... I just, think, I just think the kid looks sharp. I just think, I feel like when he's on the ball in their final third, something's going to happen. Uh, and like a lot of players who are able to go past defenders, it will work every time. And it didn't work every time today. But I also, like, I'm trying to watch the goal again while recording. And it's just kind of, it's just mental that he's just stood there by himself. <laughs> To, to knock the ball in but Wilson gets the assist and it's already a link up between the two of them for Wilson to give him an assist is really positive um you know Marco Silva saw what Eddie Howe did and reacted brought on an extra defender went five at the back and it went it went pretty badly I'm delighted to say from but hmm. that's the kind of to bring it back to to the team overall that's the kind of you know things that we're able to to do at the minute where you know Fulham have come today a lot of people are are saying to me on Twitter they thought Fulham would give us a game they thought they'd come considering it was kind of a pressure off for Fulham with their their results the massive win on Thursday night they might come and, and come at us I don't know if it's possible to come at this version of Newcastle United because Fulham particularly first half did get men ahead of the ball they did get men in the box they did get men out wide they did try and overload and still they didn't create a single goal scoring opportunity and I want to talk about Fabian Shaw today because Botman has had, quite rightly, a lot of the praise. I thought Botman was fine today, had a decent game, as he always does. Um, But Fabian Shaw today was really, there was a couple of crucial interceptions. He got forward really well. He's kind of the one that when we're struggling to break teams down, he really steps up to the middle of the pitch to try and make things happen. He put through the ball, the the kind of one of the Wilson chances in the first half is a Shaw run that... Great ball into Wilson. I just I just An thought it was... An
2: free kick. Really, oh, yeah, really, the free, the really free kick. Free kick it, you yeah. know, to,
1: to 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 be able to knock Trippier off out of that position mm. means you've got to know what you're doing. He's so unlucky. Newcastle are still, I think, somewhere clear of the hit the post of our charts this mm. season, which is just incredible. Um, but I thought Shaw was was brilliant today. And, and, and like you said, Charlie, earlier, like yet another clean sheet. Mm. You want to say something?
2: Well, I just sort of want to sing the praises of that back for four plus Pope. It's just... Uh, It it goes back to what I was saying earlier that, you know, someone I was speaking to before the match thought would be 2-2. I just, I can't, like, who, who, how are you going to, Fulham didn't have, did they have any shots on target today? None. None. Zero. None. Like, how are you getting two goals out of that that you're just not going to have the opportunity? And if you do have the opportunity, if you, you know, somehow break through, um, Pope's going to save it. Like, there's just, there's just no question about it. I know we had a bad game at Sheffield Wednesday, like over a week ago if we remember. It doesn't even count anymore. It doesn't even count. More than seven. That wasn't Pope. Pope is just it's (laughs) like Pope and that back line are just next level. It's
4: a joy. It's it's funny they have got a pen that's still having a shot in target. It did not go down one because it's yeah. disallowed, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Just thinking about um, the pen, I, I really quite like the fact that Mitch Rich ran off and celebrated. Like he knows, he knows what's happened. He knows
4: what's happened.
2: Replay. He knew. He knew it straight away and poked it as well.
4: Yeah. yeah. Just, just on a thing with Shaw is what you said about Tim in the first half. His frustration coming from a few people even behind us, um, terms because there wasn't really movement um, in front. It was quite slow. But you're seeing him. it was one time, which is like no. And then he played an unbelievable ball, like. To Wilson in behind, um, I forgot, I may have got a corner from it in the end, but was just nothing happening. But at times he just presses forward and he's the one who will try and yeah. go ahead and yeah, try yeah. and make stuff happen, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. let's say, it's, it's good to see. Um, so, yeah, praise him for that as well.
1: It's a good way of putting it, make stuff happen, because he's always looking forwards. Like he's always looking for a pass. He's always looking for a run and quite often looking for a shot if he's got the ball um, that high up the pitch. Let's talk about something not so positive today. And I don't know who wants to take us away on this one. But Bru- Bruno Gomorra, the whole the whole thing was just a bit weird. Who wants to take the listeners through it?
3: Yeah, I mean, he, he seemed to pick up the injury around like the half hour mark, didn't he? He was down for a while. He got mm-hmm. treatment. Um, he then proceeded to really, really limp around for the next two or three minutes. And we and, and Cardi are saying, why is he still on the pitch? Why is he just get Maxi on? Surely Maxi can play 60 minutes. Like, you've got to protect Bruno here. But then he started to move a bit better. He looked okay. Then there was the the Nick Pope injury. I'm using quotation marks oh here because oh my God, I'm yeah. pretty sure Nick Pope had nothing wrong with it. It was
2: this. oh, it was incredible. Can I put in? Yeah. It was so. What happened was, um, Mad Dog Tyndall, uh, we had a free kick, and Alex said, "Oh, that's risky," because Tyndall like gestured Pope to come over. Pope sprinted over to him. Absolutely fine. He said something to him. He nodded. He was like, "Right, okay." Went back to his his line and then just sat down. <laughs> He'd obviously been told. We yeah. need some time here. We need to have a look at Bruno. Yeah, Cause exactly.
4: Cause I was thinking was he took a goal kick and he's hit, but he, I was like, "We haven't took a goal kick." Yeah, we like no, really hadn't, like, hadn't, what, what like, hadn't uh,
2: seen any action. Yeah. He's just sprinted to the sideline. No, no problem. Yeah. Hasn't seen the ball in in minutes. And yeah, uh,
3: they, they bought themselves about five minutes to give to Bruno some proper treatment. Yeah, <laughs> It's really, really bizarre. Yeah, but um, yeah, and then you could still see that he wasn't right, and we knew we knew the sub was coming at half time, But yeah, it's not nobody likes to see our, our best our best midfielder leave the the stadium in on crutches mm. so obviously fingers crossed it's not too bad but I, I, it does feel like we're going to be without him for at least a, a week or two if it's even if it's just a, a twist or a sprain so yeah um bit of a disaster because he's, he's such a key player for us and the fact that we don't really have any other midfielders on the books um what what happened afterwards worked you know i thought second half we were fine we managed it we've got three fit midfielders now so we cannot Absorb any more injuries, mm. but we've also got this this nice problem to have in the front three of of, of well, who then comes in because Willik will drop in the midfield. It's now a case of Isaac or um, or Maxi, both who played particularly. I'm so pleased
1: Ron. that the club did not suspend Joel Linton <laughs> 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 No midfielders left. Um, you know, I agree. They need to buy a midfielder. I think. Yeah. I think going into this transfer window, a lot of fans would have said the same that they need. They need to buy a midfielder. There's a lot of pressure on those players to stay fit. For fortunately, kind of since October, everyone has stayed fit. Sorry. I, I would
3: say though that, that when we were down at two midfielders, Sean Longstaff did the job of two midfielders, and he was excellent today. So you know, it's a. Uh, we can manage. We can manage. Him.
1: You say that's like I don't like Sean Lang, I've been He's been absolutely class this season. He's been really, really good, I just think his finishing shit. I don't think yeah. it's a controversial <laughs> statement. And uh He did he did launch one under
3: like strob- yeah. strob- <laughs> place with ne- his left foot never so. let that's him shoot again. That's Sean, he'll
4: do that. Never he'll... let him shoot with his left foot yeah. again, yeah. please. Yeah. Don't I don't think he's gonna shoot. Shoot. now.
1: I don't think he's gonna do now. Nice. Yeah. Could I have like... had a hatter against Leicester in the first half. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> but, but he did he did he did play well. I, I agree with you, Sai that you know you we don't have to talk about men in the match because because we're one and everyone played really well. But Joe Linton is just he's just everywhere, isn't he? And it, it is like you say. We can play. I mean, I think Fulham basically went like five two three. So there was only two there, but with the wing backs, um, Joe Linton is two men in midfield. He's, yeah. He is two. Yeah. He is two men in midfield. He was he was absolutely brilliant today. You know, you didn't know how he was going to be psychologically. Um, Eddie Howe said pre game that he was very very upset. Um, he's aware of what he's done, and um, you know, a, pe- a few people asked me on Twitter whether I'd play him pre-game. I said I'm just going to go with what Eddie Howe does. But uh, but ultimately, Thornton Newcastle, you know, completely deserved the win without Bruno. Without Bruno, it's like it's a little bit of adversity. We don't have that much adversity in front of us in games this season. The other team aren't particularly providing the adversity, apart from you know, blocking shots and making things difficult and wasting time. I agree with you, Si, that Newcastle were, were by far the better team second half. And it's kind of, this is one of the good things about how, isn't it, that players can come in, but it's not necessarily, you know, that mm. relevant. You know, where Jacob Murphy comes in this season, does great. Sean Longstaff doesn't play start of the season, comes in, does great. And, and and another player, Sven Botman doesn't start the season. Dan Burns come in left back and done great. Players can fit into the system because they're so well coached. And we mm. saw that with Bruno today. Just Crystal Palace, I think, in the next... Three, two weeks, three weeks. So it is a it yeah. is a bit of time for him to recover league wise. We obviously want him playing against Southampton in those two finals. I don't I don't quite understand why he wasn't taken off. Um yeah. I definitely saw him on 44 minutes make the substitute thing with his finger. Charlotte, you spoke to some journalists who said he'd been making that.
2: Yeah, he'd been looking over at the sideline and saying, I can't keep going or or making a like please get me off sign. Apparently a couple of times. I personally missed it. I, I saw him do that towards the end of the first half and we were talking about it. Um, and he was say we were saying, well, they'll want half time for a sub to properly warm up and properly get on. So they'll probably just try and, and you know, eke it out. But he just, like, to, by the end of the first half, he was just kind of, like, staying put, like, wasn't really moving. And, and you can see how much it pains him as well. Well, like, physically and mentally, because he's such a, like, team player and competitive man that when he was coming off he was crying but Joel linton was helping him off but yeah i agree i think it's a strange one to not have brought him off but you've got to assume that in that weird nick pope fake injury moment that they spoke to him and he said no i want to play on at that point you've got you to assume that that happened you couldn't
4: imagine him just if he's really a massive pain. he's all so it's when he's obviously come off injured and then he's hobbled back on you think uh-huh. that's it it's got to be but he wants to try and find right. Watch, get through this and see how i feel the neck. Well, get run it off as they say but um yeah. but yeah and then he looked he, he was moving more freely and he's probably wanting to, to carry on thinking but then again it's always probably his head and it's, it probably has been uncomfortable and he thinks i'm going to try and get through this but like you say he's not beat as influential as he had but probably be, because of it To be honest but yeah you think if you want to come off early he's just he's going to say get us off but yeah it is a strange one
3: it's being part of a winning team, isn't it? Like you, you, you don't want to come off. Um, yeah. you, I mean, Bruno's not yeah. going to lose his place. Will, yeah. If he recovers, he'll be back in the team. But th- there is that kind of element if you don't want to miss out on big results and big games. And the easy, you know, I don't, I'd, ma- I'd imagine under um, previous managers, i will not mention particular ones this time, but you know, Psst. the players <laughs> would be half injured. And be like, yeah, just get us off. I'm, I'm done here. Whereas, like, nobody wants to to be pulled out of a game for this yeah. for this side. And it's, it's like it's it's quite heartbreaking when you see how upsetting he finds it to to have to to have to come off the pitch.
2: To your point, Alex. Though just the way that the whole team deals with it and like adapts to a totally different structure is just inspiring.
1: <laughs> is but, but, that but, but too much? It's, well, no. It, if it inspires you, Charlotte, so be it. Like, <laughs> like, I'm up for it. And I think even after the pe- like, listen, the the penalty is so ridiculous. It's such a big let off that. It, it would embolden any side, but I just love the fact that all of our players were just like, right, get the fucking ball back, and we're kicking off. We're not arguing with the ref. We're not arguing with Fulham players here. We're not, you know, waiting for VAR to check it. It's just get the fucking ball down and let's beat these cons because <laughs> that's that's what we did. There's just there's, there's such a there's such a will to win, um, and, and there's also that that belief that comes from just battering teams. You know, I talked about it already, but Newcastle battered Fulham today. They didn't get the goals. They probably should have more shots on target than they do. Five out of twenty isn't loads but ultimately it's just it's another game at st james's park probably is it every single game since like maybe the you know bournemouth got a point that was mm. that was probably a in that weird weekend of the queen's death that you know bournemouth probably knew, i thought newcastle probably should have won and, and they hit the bar and all that kind of stuff but every single game at st james's park since has just been a procession and then mm. it's only like you know chelsea was 1-0, and then 0-0 against Leeds and 1-0. We've kind of forgotten how to score a little bit at home. Mm. We should have beat Leicester by much more than two. But it'll come if you keep creating chances. It it will come. Let's talk and finish off just about the context of the win then, because for me, it's absolutely huge. Newcastle find themselves in third position, equal on points with Manchester United. Uh, Spurs, who are currently losing 2-0 at home to Arsenal, are five points behind. I, I mean, Cowley, would you agree with me that in terms of the top four race, there is only there is only Spurs now who can catch Newcastle and deny us Champions League qualification. Chelsea and Liverpool are both ten points behind Newcastle and both look an absolute shambles. Is it is it that is it that simple to say it's Newcastle's to lose now top four?
4: I think so. Um if you look at like the performance of Liverpool yesterday, just how can they put a drink like run results together the way they're playing? Chelsea are miles off it, um just I think Godfrey over 1-0, got three points a day. But Spurs, again, uh, we said off air as well, t- What their performance is un- unsustainable in terms of how if you come from 1-2 behind to to get wins, it's, and it just doesn't seem that like much of a happy camp in Tim the there. So I think I don't even worry too much a- about, but well, they're, they're going to get results. We've still got to worry a little bit about them. But I feel like that's probably the five in it at the minute. I think it o- is ours to kind of lose at the moment. Um, and like I said th- this game I think it's just uh, it's a massive win in the fact that people we said it ourselves it's a bit like oh the Leeds game where we couldn't break them down it was a nil-nil and we felt oh it's going to be the same here and if Newcastle really want to get Champions League they've got to beat teams like Fulham at home um, but we've seen Ful- like Fulham I say not not a bad side Um I was looking before the game and they'd, con- I think, conceded a last-minute goal against my United, In My United won. Man City won last minute against them. Arsenal won dead late in the last five minutes against them. We've done it as well, so um you could probably say they're a bit unlucky in, in the fact that they've had... The, but we're going to get these afternoons where we're not, like I say, at our best and teams are going to be organised. We're going to try and break... We're going to have to break teams down like we did, but to get a result, yeah, it's just it's a huge win, but, like I say, I, I think it is. It's hard to lose at the minute.
1: So you were saying, uh, walking up to this office that we were recording, um, that, you, you you know, you were kind of not even hoping for an Arsenal win. You're still looking up ahead of Arsenal thinking, well,
3: you never know. I think you you want a draw, don't you? You want every every possible option for the rest of the season to be open. If Arsenal beats Spurs, you really think that's it's going to be... Nine points clear the goal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's too much, especially for us. Man said you can probably put together 18 wins on the bounce. I don't think we're quite good enough to do that. Um, yeah, it's... I I'm I'm worried about Spurs. You know that there's still some really good players there, and they can win lots of games. And um, it it really does come down to if we if we can kick on from here now, because Fulham were a, a probably a bigger challenge than we thought they were going to be. They made it difficult, and it took us till the last minute. Um, we do need to beat teams like Palace, like West Ham. You know, the, we did it against Leicester, though. You know, the, we we we've kind of shown that the weaker teams in the league, we we can put them to the sword when we need to. We did it at Brentford. did it at Fulham last time. We've done it to Villa, you know. We can we can smash these teams if we need to. If we get a bit of momentum going, so it's it's within our gift to do that. But having seen the Leeds game and having seen how teams come to St James's Park terrified of what we'll do to them, we have to continue to evolve and continue to learn how to to beat those teams because right, you have to beat them. We could have come away with a draw here and actually three draws in a row. That's not the form that gets you in the Champions League. You have to have to keep winning games. So I believe we can do it. We probably do now need to look at the transfer market and add a little bit of, of depth because um, there will be more injuries we've got two cup games next week and, and yeah it's it's going to be it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting I'm, I'm I'm very hopeful and optimistic but it'll take some effort to continue to win the amount of games it takes to get Champions League football because that's that's what it's about
4: and one thing there we have got a nice set of fixtures on paper mm. going into like I say the Palace West Ham Bournemouth yeah. um, and then Liverpool at home who's easy three points at the minute as well <laughs> so um, <laughs> So yeah, it's, it'd be good if, like, say, to get as many points in them game and to open that gap even further, really. But yeah, say, I think hopefully maybe in a bit more of a rush within transfer now, just with what's happened with Bruno, to get someone.
1: Absolutely, and, and, and I'm pleased you brought those fixtures up because it's Palace, West Ham, and Bournemouth next. All teams in the bottom eight. If you are a Champions League team, it's your bread and butter. I think Liverpool only failed to win one game last season against the bottom ten. Now Liverpool very good last season, not very good this season, but that's. You've got to turn these victories out. Fulham aren't that, you know. Fulham are, are, are six in the league, but mm-hmm. the, these teams that were coming up—I mean, through the two Southampton games in there as well—and Southampton are, are still in the relegation zone, I think, but in a decent form. You know, that's that's kind of five games in a row. You'd be looking for four wins there, as a minimum type thing. You know, maybe three wins and a couple of draws to keep the momentum I'm going to keep that little cushion now, because that's what you want to keep. We've then got Liverpool, which is you know questionable whether it's a hard fixture. Maybe it will be the time it comes around. Liverpool, Brighton uh, and Man City um, kind of three weeks or two weeks at the end of February. That should be a tough run of games. You want to go into that run of fixtures that even if it goes badly, and I don't think it will, where class most of those teams aren't, um, you've set yourself up. And I suppose that's what we've done today for Palace next week because before this fixture, all of the attention is on the semi-final. Everyone's talking about it. People are talking about Wembley. Everyone I know has booked hotels at least for Wembley. (laughs) We've booked trains lots of people have booked transport because they're just thinking even if even if somehow we don't get past Southampton it's still worth it to make sure that you can get there comfortably and affordably um it just sets up Southampton Palace really nicely because Newcastle have got that gap now they've got that five point gap to Spurs Mm -hmm. you can still draw against Palace I think we'll win but you can still get a draw against Palace and it's okay you're still comfortably in the top four And then you've got those two fixes against Southampton, which are absolutely huge. So they've they've just set it up so nicely. I'm so pleased for everyone today that we've won so well.
2: I just want to take stock of this And as we were walking down. I think I said it on our instant reaction for patrons, but where we were a year ago. Yeah. A year ago. It's not like a couple of years ago. It's a (laughs) year ago that we were like, God, I hope we win. We need these three points. We're worried about relegation. Like looking over. It was was Watford at home. Yeah, it was was exactly a year ago. It was
1: exactly a year. Charlotte, can you... Remember me more desolate. Yeah, walking out Watford, that grounds after
2: Watford, and, and you were like, after I don't think we're going to do this, and I was yeah. like, no, no, I think we still can. And then it was Leeds at the end of January. Well,
1: went then went to Saudi Arabia for yeah, I went to Saudi Arabia,
2: reasons. got a tan, <laughs> and uh, Mad Dog got a tan, and then we came back and beat Leeds, and that was like the the turning yeah, point turning for a lot point. of people. But no, I
3: we beat Leeds for four Saudi. Did we? The oh, Leeds
2: was, win, yeah. then Saudi
3: trip, and then we went
4: and won like five in the in a row.
2: You're absolutely right. He's right. He's right. But Your memory fails you.
4: We d- we did look at like fixtures against, like say, Leeds-Burnley and say, oh, who's going to win that game? Like, needed for us kind of thing. But now, yeah. we're n- nice to look at like Man U, Man City, know It's Tottenham crazy. T- I just wanted who- to
2: take a moment and take I stock th- of that.
1: I don't think there's any craziest stat, and, and you know, there's other contexts, but Newcastle United are currently one point behind Manchester City at this stage <laughs> of the season.
3: It's just nice again. We're playing Palace next week. I have to keep looking at the table to see wh- where the fuck are they in the league because yeah. I haven't got a clue. Like the bottom mm. half is meaningless now. Whereas last year it was like fuck Leeds are eleventh. That's a tough game, and it's like oh Burnley, are, Burnley seventeenth. Are That's a t-, you know. That it, I don't have a clue who's doing well in the bottom half anymore. Like it's just yeah. it's it, all all about all about the uh, our rivals in the top six, and it's just nice to be back amongst it, isn't it?
2: When we when we drew Southampton, I was like, "Oh, I'll have a look at where, they're bottom. What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, oh right, okay, brilliant." <laughs> I knew they were not having a good season, but like you say, you just don't. I don't pay attention to the to bottom of the table. They'd not, still not be interested.
4: A, still be Evan, though. Yeah, and, well, the, and that's
1: the thing. You can watch these fixes just laughing, just like I laughed at Richard <laughs> today in that penalty. What a win for Newcastle. We're all buzzing. Hope you are all at home. Nice little week off for the lads now ahead of Palace on the tally next Saturday night. We have got a live show coming up 7th of February at the stand. Already over 200 tickets sold, which is insane. Come and join Charlotte and I with George Colkin, Keith Downey, Craig Hope and Mark Douglas. It's going to be a great night. We'll have the podcast for you afterwards as well. And thanks for listening to the show. We'll love it. We're on Patreon. We've got a full Crystal Palace uh, thing coming up this week. Preview, thing. that's what they call the them. Thing. Preview. We've got loads going on, loads more analysis of this game. We'd love to have you along. Three to eight pounds a month. Come and join us.